Hi there, it's Andrea and Chelsea. Welcome to Renewed, a podcast where we have honest faith and life talks. We hope to challenge you to think deeper about your faith and be more confident in your relationship with God. Join us as we explore everything from tough topics in theology to practical ways we can live out our faith. This is Renewed. Welcome back. Um, in today's episode, Chelsea and I will be taking a look at something called apologetics. And many people become saved because of Christian apologetics. And I think it's a great way to answer people's questions about our faith as well. So over the course of both our faith journeys, we've gotten more and more interested in apologetics. So I guess we should start off with what it is. So what is apologetics? Um, I used to think that it was like the act of like Christians like apologizing to other people. <laughs> because like when you think of like um, I'm apologetic. It's like you're, you know, you feel bad and stuff. But yeah. like, <laughs> nope, that's not what it means. <laughs> Apologetics is actually the religious discipline of defending le- religious doctrines through systematic argumentation and discourse. So it sounds intense, but basically it's when people give objections about Christianity. Um, it's how we respond, like how we defend our beliefs. And for young adults, this can be extremely important because we'll face a lot of objections and discourse that goes against Christianity. And we need to be prepared, right? The Bible even says we need to be ready to give a reason for what we believe. So um, we need to be able to have those discussions with people who are questioning. Apologetics also challenges you to ask the hard questions and then provide answers for them. So both Chelsea and I are both pretty interested in apologetics, but obviously we're not experts, um, but we will openly discuss tough topics so we can challenge each other to think more about it and just encourage each other. Yeah. So today's apologetics question is probably like one of the biggest ones. (laughs) We will not be able to answer all of your questions or like do it justice, but we just want to be honest and open, even though we don't have all the answers we can hopefully help you think a little bit deeper about it. So essentially, the question is, is God good? Many times you've probably heard people ask things like, you know, if there's so much suffering in the world, why doesn't God just fix it? Or how can God be so good if there's so much pain in the world? Like it seems so contradictory. Um, Another one is, why does a good God let bad things happen? So yeah, essentially boils down to is God good and let's start with a common objection um, to, to kick us off how can God be truly good when nowadays there's so much suffering in the world isn't it contradictory how do Christians reconcile with this mm-hmm. um, according to the Bible God is good that's what it says right he only creates good things so for example at the very beginning in Genesis chapter 1, Verse 4, 10, 12, 18, 21, 25, it says that God saw that it was good. What he created was good. And then if we jump to the New Testament in 1 Timothy 4, 4, it says, For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. So if it's good, then why is there suffering, right? So they're suffering because of what we did, basically. Um, It began with us disobeying God in that garden. Adam and Eve wanted to be better, right? And because of this one sin, Our world is now broken. There's sin and so broken people do broken things. And so, of course, we see suffering and pain everywhere. And even with the pandemic that we're in right now, it's led to like millions of deaths. Um, There's political unrest. There's division. There's conflict. And all of this is like our doing. It's like the result of sin in the world. And so it kind of like it is. It's here because of us. 
Right. So I guess what you're saying is that God isn't the one who caused the suffering or the evil, but rather he's letting it happen. He's allowing it to happen. Yeah. So it, it can be hard to like kind of take in sometimes, but if you think about it, like essentially God can only do good because that is his nature. Mm-hmm. However, he does choose to allow these bad things to happen because it's part of his plan. And sometimes suffering is what leads us to depend on him more. Um, I know I see this in my life when things are going well, like it's easy to say like, I don't need God, everything, you know, mm-hmm. is fine without him. But suffering is, you know, a blessing sometimes it teaches us and forces us to rely on him more so that, mm-hmm. you know, when things are going well, still we, we realize and we know that everything is because of God. Sometimes pain is what we also need to go through in order to grow in our faith. And it, it is really hard to accept something like that. But there are so many examples of the of this. And these bad things are the result of sin. So it's not necessarily like, you know, like a magic wand and say like, bad thing happened to her, bad thing happened to him, you know. (laughs) They're just the result of sin in the world. But God doesn't just allow these things to happen and leave us alone and like, you know, that's it. He he is just, so he can't just take it away. So instead of just taking it away, he brought his son to give us a way out of it and a way Mm -hmm. back to him. So we actually, sin is here because it is, but he is actually providing us a way out. So because Mm -hmm. he's just, like imagine like a judge in a courtroom, if they're a really good judge, they would not just say like, oh, I'll drop the charges because like the person like being blamed right now is my son. They're not going to say like, I'm just going to drop it because that would make them a bad judge. But that good judge has to still give a rightful charge, right? But he's also in this case of God also willing to serve the time for us. And so while he has to give the sentence, he's also willing to take it away by doing it instead of us. That's such a good illustration for for Jesus' sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you talk about going through suffering and being brought closer to God or or using that suffering to glorify God, there's so many examples in the Bible where bad things happen and God actually turned that horrible situation into one that did glorify him. One example is... Joseph, who he was sold into slavery by his own brothers because they were so jealous of him. Mm. And he went to jail for years. When Joseph was in jail for a crime that he didn't commit, he was suffering, right? He probably mourned and he was probably extremely frustrated with God. But Mm. years later, you see he's one of the leaders in Egypt. He like provided for his whole family, which led to Israel. So he must have also realized that God allowed this horrible situation for him to be unjustly uh, imprisoned for God's plan and that ultimately it was for the good of Israel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good example. And then also we also have like the ultimate example, you know, sinners who crucified Jesus Christ. Um, Obviously, that was not a good thing. Like Jesus obviously suffered so much through that um, like physically and also like just separation from from the father and because of the sacrifice we now all have access to eternal life if you know if we give it to god and we we surrender and so um romans 8 28 says and we know that in all things god works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose and this doesn't mean that our lives will be perfect but even in the suffering and pain we have assurance that god is good And that he saved us. And this Mm -hmm. all makes sense. um, But speaking of the Bible, it contains a lot of violence in it, especially in the Old Testament. So God seems to kill people for no reason and punishes those who (laughs) disobey him. So our second question is, if God is good, why does he seem to approve of violence? This is a really tough question. (laughs) So (laughs) violence, punishment, pain, all of this 
is rooted in the fact that sin is in our world, just like Andrea mentioned for the first question, right? There's also an element of God's justice playing out here. Yes, we know that God is love and he is merciful and he is loving, but he's also just. So correction is is sometimes necessary to redirect our path, right, when we stray. When God punishes the Israelites, it's because they disobeyed him. And God is the just God. So the Israelites didn't get a free pass. They disobeyed. And so there's a there's a consequence to that. There are also instances of God instructing the Israelites to kill a group of people. So those were usually pagans, uh, which means anyone who didn't follow the one true God. It does seem harsh and unnecessary. Like when we're reading about this, he just like, you know, wipes off a whole people. Um, But we need to also understand that that population was totally against God. Their cultures infiltrated the Israelites and kind of intermingled and it just led to idolatry. And this was totally against what God's plan was for Israel um, because Israel represented, you know, a nation that was pure and holy. They were God's representatives. Even when the Israelites were slaves in Egypt, God also waited like 400-ish years because he was waiting for the Amorites to become so bad that then he would destroy them through Israel. So yeah, we also know like, you know, God is slow to anger and abounding in mercy. That's in Psalm uh, chapter 103 verses 8. In the cases where Israelites disobeyed God and, and didn't do as they were told, a lot of the times these pagan religions became their idols. And that caused them to further stray away from God. And ultimately, that's what led to the Israelites' downfall because they basically conformed to the world around them and they failed to represent their holy God. Mm -hmm. So if you read through Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, like even the kings, like um, you'll see how much patience God actually (laughs) has and the amount of grace that he gives the Israelites because Honestly, like if I were God and like my people keep sinning, they call out to me and then I give them a way out and like, oh, thank you. And then they just complete the cycle again. They go bad again. And then they ask me, I'll I'll be like, can you guys slap them? You know, like just just stop. Like, like, come on. Like, but God over and over again forgives them and pleads like to come back to him. So, yes, it shows how sinful we are. It also shows how like how merciful God is and how undeserving the Israelites are and how God continues to to save them and, and help them and love them because of his covenant as mm-hmm. well. Understanding God's character is so important to answering this question of is God good and, and why is there suffering? But if you are a Christian, we do really want you to stop and think for a bit for this this third question. Why doesn't God stop all of the suffering if he can Like, we know that God has the power to do it, so what is he waiting Mm -hmm. for? If God really loves us, like, why would he want us to continuously experience this pain and suffering? Mm -hmm. Another tough question, (laughs) like the theme of the night. (laughs) Yeah, God is good, but God is also just, like we talked about before. We also need to understand that this is all part of God's plan, and because we're, like, a small part of creation, we obviously don't understand it and you know like it it makes sense that we don't understand fully god right he's so huge but our current suffering now is like a way that we can glorify christ and that's one of our purposes here so remember that this isn't permanent as well and this whole story doesn't have a cliffhanger ending like if you read revelation it tells you exactly what's going to happen like we're not going to be suffering forever that would be 
really discouraging, right? Um, we all agree that now God can easily claim victory over evil right now, right? He, he has a power, he has authority, and the right to do this, and he created everything. But scripture also reveals the ultimate destiny of Satan, and Satan's like the source of all of our sin, right? Yeah, there's good news ahead. Um, it says in Romans 16.20 that the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet, and God saved us, and in the end, we will be with him again. Yeah, one of the metaphors that I use to kind of explain this, and it's not a perfect one, <laughs> um, but it's mm-hmm. sort of a way to to help people understand is, you know, would you rather see a movie where, I mean, like there's a bunch of like Avengers movies and stuff like that. So I'm thinking of superhero movies <laughs> where, you know, like the hero easily beats the villain at the beginning. Nothing bad ever happens. Like there's no struggle or anything. Like it's not as good a story. And the hero doesn't seem as strong. If we see one where there is more struggle, where, you know, the villain does seem powerful, but ultimately the hero wins, we have like like more of a climax. Like, you know, there's usually like a moment where you feel like the enemy might win and then there's no hope and then the superhero will overpower the villain and save the day. That is usually what makes a good story. And because of that, the hero is seen as even more powerful, right? Like even more celebrated because he was able to overcome this huge evil. This is sort of how I see like why God doesn't just destroy Satan now as well. Because if God were to defeat the devil now, many people wouldn't have a chance to hear the gospel and know God he's merciful right so he wants more people to accept him and of course this way of defeating satan is like way more uh full of suffering but it's also (laughs) what we are called to do right like christ suffered first and then now the church is suffering yeah and the reason why god doesn't just defeat the devil right now also is because more glory will come to jesus christ by sharing our sufferings in christ right if if god simply removed satan now um, our, our lives would just like automatically be made easier, the ones that are saved, and we would we would just like Jesus because of that. But but because God allows us to still be satisfied in Christ, even if we do suffer and undergo Satan's temptations, God is even more glorified, and we're able to build more of like a relationship through mm-hmm. that. And God's glory shines more brightly, right, when we renounce Satan and delight in God rather than just like love God because he saved us right, like right away, just gives us good yeah. things. Yeah. In the same way, if there was no enemy to free us from, we would never experience the joy that comes with our God being victorious either. Light shines even brighter in darkness and freedom tastes even better in the experience of captivity as a contrast, right? So even the existence of the devil magnifies the glory of God. Yeah. So Jonathan Pakluda, um, I know we've mentioned him several times now. He does this thing called like Friday Q&A. So every Friday he gets people to ask questions on his Instagram and he answers some of them. So here's one related to this that was actually done this week. So the question was, how are you supposed to trust God if he doesn't stop evil things that happen even in believers' lives? And this is what he said. If God stopped evil, he would stop us. We are administrators of evil at times and we want to draw a circle around ourselves and ask God to deal with all the evil outside of it. But God does have a plan for evil present and future. The present plan is his people pushing darkness back with his strength and the future plan is Jesus coming back a second time to ultimately finish the job. And if you want to read about Jesus ultimately finishing the job, Revelation tells you exactly what's going to happen. And yeah, like ultimately there's suffering on this earth, yes. A lot of suffering, pain, death, 
I myself am going through such a like hard season right now with like my grandpa being sick and my mom like taking care and like it's it's just a really dark time for us but like mm-hmm. yeah and honestly it seems like unfair sometimes um, like some people don't have to go through things like this or like why right why me yeah. and some people are facing like way worse things than I am like unimaginable tragedies hurt injustice but God is also good he is still good uh, amongst all of this and he only makes good things so it's in the nature of who he is as well and those two things are are true it's not one or the other and the Bible it tells us this and we believe it right and so there will be pain there will be suffering and all this is as a result of the sin in the world but God's goodness remains ultimately he gave us a way out of it yeah that's such a good reminder and you know, I know that this is a heavy topic, but we don't want you to be scared. <laughs> like, go look for answers <laughs> online, go read scripture, check out biblical resources and different apologists to see how they tackle this question because books have been written about this, um, mm-hmm. you know, entire like sermon series and stuff like that. So, there are way better answers than what we provided you with, but hopefully this gave you a little bit of a, a food for thought. And just also remember that God isn't scared of our questions. If if you've never mm-hmm. questioned why you believe what you believe, then how strong is your faith? These are hard questions and we're allowed and to ask God about them and, and God is not scared of them. Um, another mm-hmm. thing is, you know, if your non-Christian friend asked you this question, would you be able to answer it? Mm-hmm. If somebody asked me that years ago, probably not. I did not know enough <laughs> to uh, defend my faith. And I think it's something that we should all kind of build knowledge in. So yeah, we just want to encourage you to be curious and to seek for the truth. James chapter 1 verses 5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Yeah, I believe that when you wholeheartedly, humbly seek for truth, seek for wisdom, that God will provide it to you and and reveal it to you. So, yeah, we hope that this episode Mm -hmm. has been encouraging and that it challenges you to ask tough questions and uh, look for the answers. That's all for this time, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Renewed. We hope it has challenged you to think deeper about your faith and start conversations with those around you. Remember to follow and join us for our next episode. See you next time.